Red Sox fans, here are the Bastards of Boston Baseball. Welcome back to another episode of Hot Take Tuesday. We have a bunch of hot takes that were submitted to us on Twitter, on Facebook. Nobody has sent us an email yet at bastardsofboston at gmail.com. If you're not big on social media, you can send us a, a hot take to that email address and then we will read it on the show and you can participate with everyone. We've got 12 hot takes written down. We won't get to all of them, but we'll knock out as many as we can. Jason Kelly, Charlie Smith are back with me for this episode. Are you guys ready? Let's do this. Let's do it. I'm ready. Okay. Number one, hot take number one comes from Anthony Hernandez on Facebook. He says, a World Series win won't surprise me, which is crazy since I expected us to be in fourth place at the end of the year. Jason. Yeah, um, not the not the weirdest take I've ever heard because I didn't expect the Red Sox to have the third best record in baseball as of right now, but they do. Um, only the Padres and the Dodgers are better. So um, I also didn't expect the effing San Francisco Giants to have 28 wins by now. So it's kind of a weird baseball year. The Yankees underperformed in April. They're heating up now. The Blue Jays performed well in April. Now they're slowing down. Uh, the White Sox hate their manager. Um, the AL West is seemingly a free-for-all with Oakland and Houston kind of going back and forth. So the Mets, Francisco Lindor hasn't worked out there. Like, there's a lot that's kind of just all up in the air in baseball right now. So would a World Series win shock me? Not entirely. No. It's going to take some work to get there, obviously. But this club has overperformed, I think, um, if they added the trade deadline. A World Series would not shock me in the slightest. Uh, I actually will do a little dosey do from that. I think it would shock me immensely because I don't think they're uh, going to be able to sustain this for the rest of the year because we're still dealing with pitchers that haven't hit the IL yet. And it's not a question of if, it's just when. Um, and there are better teams. And if you have to put Chicago up against Boston, the White Sox will win that series. Oakland terrifies me. Oakland is fantastic. Um, Angels have kind of cooled off. I know I was really high on them. But the Tampa Bay Rays are still the Tampa Bay Rays. So I think it would very much surprise me. It's going to be a brutal grind going forward. I pointed out on the last episode, we're only one game away from being the, the second wild card and maybe even two or three games from not getting in if, if the season ended a week from now. So it's extremely tough, but like Anthony says, I wouldn't be the most shocked. I'm not drinking the punch. I officially have still not ordered my first glass of punch uh, as far as the Red Sox making a deep playoff run, let alone a World Series. But as I've been pointing out the last few weeks, What's a potential – who are your World Series favorites at this point? It's hard. 
you can make so many different cases for so many different matchups. I think most of us are in the boat of the Dodgers figuring it out and getting there like we all predicted they would, but they might not. And there's always one team that just catches fire coming into the month of October and wins it all. Nobody had the Nationals winning it two days before the playoffs started in 2019, and they won it very impressively. So um, they could win it. When Chris Sale comes back, maybe you gain another reliever out of the rotation, and so you're almost getting two acquisitions because two areas of your team are improving, whether that's Erod going to the bullpen or maybe Evaldi going to the bullpen to preserve him. If you get Jared Jaron Duran, Tristan Casas in the lineup, that's your that's your Ellsbury and Pedroia of the 07 postseason. So there's so many different scenarios in play. This team could look so much different come September. Or we could be in fourth place, like Charlie and I kind of figured. <laughs> so um but I I think we could all be at least agree that we'd be less and less shocked as we go uh, that the Red Sox could make it to the World Series. Even if you're only going from 1% chance to 3% chance, that's still less shocked. So nice take by Anthony. We appreciate the participation. One of my good buddies, uh, Anthony DeSanti on Facebook says, I don't care that Franchi hit a tape measure bomb. He's not a major leaguer yet. He needs to play in Worcester where he can play every day. Jason, thoughts? Oh, Anthony, I love you for this one. Because, um, <laughs> boy, we're going to hear it for the next week. We're going to hear all about this Franchi hormone. Oh, did you know it was the longest home run in Red Sox century since blah, blah, blah. And, oh, did you see that exit velocity? The only guy is that a Higher exit velocity is Shohei Otani. Didn't you? Aren't you impressed by that? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not. It's May what? May 23rd, and he finally hit his first home run while basically playing every day. This guy still blows. And I I said it earlier today, and I I still want someone to go back and look at Willie Mopena's home runs because I guarantee you that Willie Mopena, that bum, that hack, that that absolute hack. I bet you he had a home run that was more than 474 feet and had a higher exit velocity of 118 because that's who Franchi Cordero still is. He is left-handed Willie Mopena. This guy blows. And I agree with Anthony. Get him out of here. Get him. I, I don't care if you send him down to Worcester or if you just cut him because this guy can't play. If, he, if you cut him, you'll be the fifth team that's given up on him. So let someone else take a flyer on him, see if he can play because I don't think he can. I don't care how long he hits the ball. He's still going to strike out 17 times in the next three days because Alec Cora is going to let him do it. It's He still annoys me. I don't care. The home run means nothing to me. Get him out of my face. <laughs> Jason's fired up. I agree with Anthony. Uh, send him down to AAA. There's nothing to see here. I mean, one home run does not justify the how many at-bats. The 0 for 30, 1 for 52 streaks. I'm sorry. I, I can't justify that. Send him down. Be done with it. Next. 
that home run came in an extremely low leverage situation in a game that we had no chance of winning. So I've had enough of Franchi Cordero, much like Jason. I, I think he's further out on the spectrum than I am. Give me a week. We'll be having beer together on probably further out on the spectrum. But um, he doesn't have a future with the Red Sox, realistically. When Jaron Duran comes up, he's going to be playing every day because he has to have a bat in his hand every day. Alex Verdugo, if he can stay healthy, will be an everyday outfielder. And then you're going to have Renfro playing at times out there. You're going to have Kike Hernandez playing at times out there. there. Marwin Gonzalez, if he stays on the team, probably sees some time in the outfield. Franchi Cordero has no future with the Boston Red Sox. And I'm looking forward to not seeing him in the lineup. Red Sox stats on Twitter. Popular Twitter account has me blocked. I think has uh, at least one other member of the podcast blocked. I'll see Franchi's home runs in Worcester on that Twitter feed, and that'll be good enough for me. There's a reason this is his third or fourth team, and he's only 25, 26 years old. Nobody believes in the hype, and that's that. Next, I probably should have had that ready to go. Uh, Scott Saucier on Twitter says the Red Sox will be a fourth place team by Labor Day. So different from Anthony Hernandez earlier, Scott has a different outlook. He doesn't believe this team is sustainable. So what's more likely? Who's who's more likely to be right? Let's frame it this way. Scott Saucier, fourth place by Labor Day, or Anthony Hernandez with a deep playoff run? Who who's got the better pulse? Uh, oof. Ah, uh, I mean, the thing. Oh, sorry, Jason. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Charlie. Go ahead. I, I'll say this much. I mean, really, it's going to be dependent on injuries, and uh, I, I say that just because we've been really lucky this year. The injuries that we've sustained haven't been life threatening like last year. They haven't been season ending like Chicago, who just lost their one of their stars. Um, I, I'm actually. I don't think that we have enough right now to make a deep playoff run. And the reason for that being is while I think we're good, I do not think that we are great enough to make a run. I also don't think that we're going to be in fourth place. So I'm going to say no to both because I don't find myself in either boat. I don't find myself in fourth place and I don't, I don't find myself making a deep playoff run because, um, that's just the case. Chicago will get their guy back. Uh, we will get Chris Sale back, but to what degree? And are we going to be able to trust him to pitch more than 57 a game? Are we going to see him from one six to seven starts? Is he going to be able to manage high level or high leverage situations in the playoffs? We don't know yet. So I say uh, neither for me. Yeah, I, I think that fourth place is too far on one end. And I think World Series deep playoff run is too far on the other end. I I have viewed the Red Sox always as a second or first wildcard team at 83 or 84 wins. They're going to be good. I, I don't think that they're going to tank. I don't think that they're going to fall so far back that both that all three of the Rays, 
Jays and Yankees are going to be better than them. I think they'll be right in the mix there. But I also don't see a deep playoff run or a deep World Series run. Now, again, there's there's a lot of baseball left to play. And who knows what the Yankees are going to do? Who knows what the rest of the American League is going to do? Are, are the Astros going to wake up? Are the White Sox, you know, going to completely turn on their manager and turn into a dumpster fire? Um, are, you know, Terry's Cleveland Indians going to make a, a miraculous run? Who knows? Um, there's a lot left to be played out. Oakland, I agree with Charlie. Oakland scares the hell out of me. I think Oakland's one of the better teams in the American League. So I'm not sure about a deep playoff run, but fourth place, they're not that bad. They shouldn't be that bad. The only way they get to fourth place is if everything kind of goes wrong, where Rodriguez isn't pitching, Pavetta goes backwards, Perez goes backwards, Chris Sale isn't healthy, you know, and the offense stops performing. I don't see that happening. So I still look at them as a second or third place and a first or second place wildcard team. Well, if uh, Tony La Russa spills his 50-proof vodka on the service circus tent that catches on fire, I can see at least the Indians winning the division uh, as far as that goes because, <laughs> you know, alcohol is flammable. But the more I watch the Blue Jays, the more I'm starting to think they're going to drop like a rock. So I think the Red Sox probably are no worse than a third-place team. At the moment, um, I do have sustainability questions about the Yankees. Is Kluber really going to hold up for the whole season? Who knows? At face value, probably he does at this point. But what do you get out of Jordan Montgomery in the middle of the Yankees rotation? Domingo Herman. They don't have. They're much like the Red Sox. They don't have the cap space to make a big move to go get a Max Scherzer type guy. The Blue Jays do. So if a move like that happens then okay maybe maybe they do turn it around but um i think the red sox are probably a second or third place team at best and it just depends on momentum at this point so i i think we do kind of uh disagree with scott's fourth place take by labor day but we could probably say that we'll, we at least wouldn't be shocked we just we just don't see them trending that way Here's a fun one. Uh, MLM Sports on Twitter says, don't extend Erod. Um, I agree. Um, I agree with the caveat of if he continues to perform this way and he doesn't turn it around midsummer and turn back into 2019, Eduardo Rodriguez. But if he continues to kind of stumble his way through the season – and the pitch count's still too high, and he's walking guys, and he's just not looking elites, or not even elite. That's that's too far of a stretch. But just if he's not looking like a valid number three or number four starter throughout the year, then yeah, I kind of agree. You've got Devers coming up, who you've got to extend. Like I don't know what Rodriguez is going to ask for as a contract, but he's a starting pitcher. He's a left-handed starting pitcher. He's probably going to get a decent amount of money. And he's going to be, what, 28 or 29? Like, he, you know, he already feels like he's kind of in his mid-30s with all the injuries and his durability questions. I, I'm i leaning towards letting him walk. I, You've gotten the most out of this guy. You, you traded 
a rental Andrew Miller for him way back in the day to Baltimore. And he's given you a lot. He's given you a lot of innings. He's helped you, you know, to a World Series. And I think at this point, it's okay to walk away. You don't have to keep everybody. And this is where Red Sox fans need to separate the emotion from the business decision. You've got a left-hander who has myocarditis and who has had a history of not staying healthy. And he's going to ask for a five-year or six-year contract. If if I'm looking at it from a business standpoint, I say no. I, I say no on that, and I just I let him walk. I let someone else pay that stupid contract. I, I said earlier in our group chat, I could see Dave Dombrowski scooping him up. Dave Dombrowski would love to give Eduardo Rodriguez a stupid contract with the Phillies, like some six-year, you know, seventeen million a year kind of deal. So let someone else do it. It, you know, I know the Red Sox don't have a ton of pitching in their pipeline, but they'll they'll make do. Just uh, I'm leaning towards no. I would, if of course the price is right. Uh, I'm not going to see him getting any more than four years. Uh, I don't see him getting. The John Lester treatment, I see him getting something possibly less. And the reason for that being is in three years, Erod might not be pitching baseball. Uh, and that's something just because we have literally zero experience in Boston or in Major League Baseball with players that have suffered myocarditis and then come back. We just don't know what the, the shelf life is going to be like. We don't know what's going to happen. And if it continues on this trend, you are looking at a long reliever. You are looking at a closer, someone that can go out and give you a 50-pitch inning and strike out three guys and make it exciting. But it's not going to happen at the current rate. His stock continues to drop, which makes it more more in his favor to start figuring out what he needs to do. But at the same time, you can't fault Boston for wanting to give him a four-year, maybe, or three-year, $45 million, four-year, $58 million, something like that. Because we do, we just don't know what we're gonna we're gonna get from them. Um, I'd love to see 2019 Erod back, but I don't know if that's gonna be able to happen. I could totally see uh, another GM, you know, Dombrowski or another one, someone who knows him, uh, offering him a five year deal at the high end. I think four years is the most that a team will go. But realistically, you're probably looking at a two to three year deal with a prove it con. You know, the prove me, prove me right. Let's see what you can do. Because right now. Teams are not going to be going out and spending $200 million on these guys anymore. The shelf life is not there. The injury history is too high. And people are now getting Tommy John surgery way too frequently. So they just don't make pitchers the way they used to. I'm going to make a bold prediction right now. And I, I think I, I raised the question on the Thursday episode with Job and Doug. But the more I think about it, the more plausible I think it is. I think the Red Sox are going to trade Eduardo Rodriguez at the trade deadline. I really believe that. Now, for us to get there, Pavetta and Richards have to continue to be solid. Um, Perez needs to give you about what he's been giving you. I know he's been on a hot streak, but even with a couple of blips in there, that's fine. That's who he is. I've never believed... From the moment opening day started, that Bloom was going to sign Rodriguez. Because I, I think he would have done it. He would have done it based on a few impressive spring training starts he had. 
And then Erod had a 3.52 ERA uh, after his first four starts with a whip under one. Um, I don't think he's going to do it. And Martin Perez has a really cheap option next year for like $6 million. And I think Bloom's just going to go that way. He's just going to go the the cheap route. He's going to hope that Hauk or Seabold won't have continued problems with their elbows. They're both back on throwing programs. So he's just going to address the rotation later on. Sales a lefty, Perez is a lefty. Excuse me, I, I don't know. I don't know how he's going to feel about um, a, an extra lefty being in the rotation next season. And if you don't trade him, you're going to get nothing. We don't know if a qualifying offer is going to result in a draft pick because the CBA is up and we don't know that that's going to be in there. And it shouldn't be in there because it hurts a lot of these guys in free agency. So the the only sure thing to maximize whatever your future is with Eduardo Rodriguez is actually to trade him and to get a nice piece back for him. Maybe it's a it's a decent bat, maybe maybe it's a relief arm that we badly need. And I, I guess for that to happen, it would have to be a three team deal because a team trying to acquire pitching probably isn't going to give up pitching. So you need to find a third team in there to, you know, make the merry go round go around. <laughs> so that's my feelings. I don't think he's going to extend him at all. And I, I think a trade's going to happen. This is a fun one. If the Red Sox don't call up Jaron Duran, they're going to miss the playoffs. Let, let me point False. this out. Let me point this out. Before you guys do react, Oops. We, we don't know. We don't know how it's going to play out, but the hype train is is coming. And it's going to blow through every stop sign, every barrier you try to stop to slow it down. So there's there's a huge contingency of Red Sox fans that want this guy up. But but does the the postseason, um, you know, hang in the balance on whether or not Duran gets called up, Jason? Uh, yeah, I <laughs> I agree with Charlie. False. No, it, it, it's not hinging on Jaron Duran. That's uh, look, he's off to a great start in in AAA right now. He's obviously uh, the number one guy that a lot of Red Sox, Red Sox fans want called up. But there's no like you have no reason to say that if he comes up, he turns into just this second half All Star. And that he he rises to the playoffs or anything like that. It for all we know, he could come up and he could struggle just like Bobby Dahlbeck has, or any of these other young guys. So I'm not convinced of that. I if the Red Sox miss the playoffs, it's not because they didn't call up Duran. It's because of a multitude of other issues. Whether it's because the starting rotation falls apart, or the lineup falls apart, or you know whatever the bullpen doesn't doesn't hold together. It's not because they don't call up Jaron Duran. One player or not calling up one player does not prevent you from missing the playoffs. It's got to be a multitude of issues for a team that's talented. So, no, I thoroughly disagree. I just, So I said no. I wasn't even going to entertain this question. Uh, if if the Red Sox don't make the playoffs, it is going to be because of 23rd. 
because Alex Cora did not put J.D. Martinez <laughs> in the lineup that day. Uh, joking. Jaron Duran is not the second coming of Christ. He is a good player, but we still have no idea what's going to happen with that. And to say that one person is going to be the reason why an entire team that has been playing, some of which we're left scratching our heads, is going to all of a sudden change everything. That's just, it's, it's not basketball. It's not tennis. It's not like a couple people on the floor, a couple other role players and whatnot. You need 20 plus guys on your team, 25, 26 guys on your team in order to do well. You cannot survive with just one. Just ask Leo Messi. He is the only person in Argentina worth talking about. Brazil's got stars. Like, just think about soccer. That's 11. One player can't do it for 11. One player's going to do it for 25. I don't buy that. Sorry. No. That was Jose on Twitter. I don't think I gave his name when I read the take. So we, we do appreciate the take, Jose. And if it makes you feel any better, Durant's coming. So there's there's no question on whether or not he's getting called up or not. He's coming up. So we'll all get to see is he going to be a strikeout machine like Bobby Dahlbeck has been? Is he going to be the next coming of Jacoby Ellsbury and be a spark plug at the top of the order? We could use a leadoff guy, and in a perfect world, that's who he's going to be. And I don't know if he'll have the opportunity to hit out of that hole or not, but but Duran will come up. He will get at least some looks. I don't know if he's going to get the, the Franchi Cordero treatment uh, in the second half of the season, but... Um, but we will see him nonetheless, and he has had a good week uh, in Worcester. So probably at least a couple weeks out, maybe four to six weeks out, but he'll, he will be up for sure. Here's a, here's a – this is a scorching hot take, and we're all rooting for it. Uh, Jacqueline on Twitter says, Chris Sale is going to pitch a – perfect game coming out of Tommy John surgery. Jason. So in years past, I would have laughed out loud at a take like that. But um, do you know that we've already tied the major league record for most no hitters in one season? <laughs> yeah. Like already by late May, there's already been seven no hitters. Eight, if you include Bumgarner's seven-inning one, but we don't count that because it's fake. But seven no-hitters so far in Major League Baseball this year, and it's only May 23rd, and that's the Major League record. So, honestly, it's not that far-fetched. If he comes back and he's the Chris Sale of old, look, baseball collectively right now is hitting something appalling. I think it's like 235 collectively is the batting average across all Major League Baseball. hitters suck right now like apart from the real studs out there like the bogarts like the juan sotos or whatever like everyone blows there's a lot of bad hitters out there there's a lot of lineups with a lot of franchi corderos in them that just don't do anything so it's honestly not that far-fetched in 2021 i i give it a good chance if he comes back and he's healthy he's chris sale in his pure prime I'd give it at least a 40 to 50% chance. Yeah, because hitters suck right now. And the pitchers are so far ahead. 
And honestly, we'll see probably double-digit no-hitters by the end of the season. I, I have no doubt about that. We've already had seven so far. So we'll at least have double-digit no-hitters. I'm guaranteeing you will have a perfect game, maybe even two, mixed in there as well. And Chris Sale has the ability to be one of them. So I buy it. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I mean, Chris Sale's already had two no-hitters in my show campaign. So, no, I'm kidding. Um, Jason brought up a good point. We've had a silly number of no-hitters so far. It's it's a pitcher season. Do I think that we're going to see one out of Chris Sale, though? I just... I don't want to set myself a failure here, but I would much rather see him give five or six starts of 55, 70 pitches than one where he goes for a buck 25, a buck 30, because you all know Chris Sale loves to throw, and I just don't see him being able to keep it under 105, 110 for nine innings of work. I, I, I can't see it. I'd love it. just can't see it. Well, the prerequisite for a no-hitter is you, you, you have to be a number four starter. Because, I mean, that's the pattern. You know, Carlos Rodon, Spencer Turnbull. I'm forgetting the other. Uh, John Means was an ace, so I guess he's, he's better than a number four. But, uh, oh, Wade, Wade Miley. Miley. Bump. Yes. Oh, wait, Wade, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Madison Bump, wait, no. no. <laughs> Miley's a number six on most rotations, and he got a no-hitter. But, um, yeah, so it could happen in – I mean, that would do a lot. If the Red Sox are in first place and then that happens, I mean, you're going to hear World Series predictions every day for the rest of the season at that point. So I would love to see it. I'm not going to give the take that I just filtered through my head and said, you know what, Terry, that's a bad idea. Don't say that. So, um, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see uh, what he does, but we're all looking forward to Chris Sale coming back. We're basically at the 30-minute mark. We left some good ones that we didn't even get to, and if you submitted one, I apologize, but please keep submitting them because the more we have, the better. Uh, I do want to read just one more. Uh, It'll be a quick one just because she's like our biggest fan on Twitter, interacts with Charlie and I quite a bit. Uh, March Maznis um, says, I need to see more consistency from Hernandez, and I refuse to get excited about Franchi's one homer. We covered the Franchi part uh, early in the show, so she's in sync with us, also not drinking the punch, but um, also a little skeptical about Hernandez, but... um, I've had a sip of the punch on Hernandez, so I, I think I think he'll get there. We are all aligned on this right now. Okay. One home run does not make you the second coming of Christ. I'm sorry, but when people were saying, oh my God, Hunter Renfro's here, finally, three for four, he's a triple short of the cycle. I remember getting so confused. He's done nothing all year, and now we're talking about Hunter Renfro. I'm Absolutely. I'm 100% with you. Uh, 
two series out of this whole season that have gone very, very well does not make up for the rest of the season where I'm kind of left going, oh, God, is he going to walk the first three guys or the first two? And then is he going to strike out the side? Like, what's going to happen? It's a grab popcorn and sit down and watch. We just don't know which version we're getting yet. So I'm not dripping. I'm not drinking any Kool-Aid yet. No, thank you. Yeah, I mean, it, he was impressive this weekend. But like I said, when I talked about it, you know, on, on the last show, it's like he's got great stuff. We all know he has good stuff, but he's another one of these guys that is young and throws hard and doesn't always know where it's going. So when he comes in, he strikes out the side. We all go, oh, great. Yeah, there we go. We got our left hander out of the bullpen. He's yeah, no problem. Comes in and strikes out the side. That's great. But when he walks the ballpark and he can't find his location and his controls all over the place, then we get frustrated. So look, he's incredibly young. I think he's 23. So, you know, let's work with him a little bit. I agree. He needs to be more consistent. He wants to be, especially if you want to consider him a back end of the bullpen option, he needs to be a lot more consistent. Um, but 23 years old, let's work with him. Let's give him some time. I do think his stuff is good enough that once he learns how to hone it, he's going to be really, really good. So patience is going to be a virtue with him. Couldn't agree more. So we will wrap on that for Hot Takes Tuesday. We appreciate the participation from everyone. Again, we apologize if we did not get to yours. Uh, We had a bunch of them. I think we only read, what, six or seven of them. So, um, maybe we'll get to some of them next week, but, um, we'll, we'll see what happens before then. Next up on, let's see, Thursday morning will be the next show, uh, will be available to everyone. Andrew, Job, and I will be on to talk about the Brave series. And then 24 hours after that one, Red Sox deep dive. So have a good week, everyone. Take care.